WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Steve. And this is WCSG Backstage. Well, welcome to WCSG Backstage and might not be able to tell since we're technically in a Zoom meeting, but uh, we're also in what could be considered the old WCSG building. Uh, We've started moving into our new broadcast center and we can't wait to share it with you since you've been such a huge help in making it happen. For now, though, uh, since this will most likely be also our last podcast in this building, I want to swap some stories about the old building. They can be funny, serious, happy, sad, or just a memory. Uh, Amanda, (laughs) I want you to go first. Okay, I have worked in this building since 1999 (laughs) and when i started here i got the grand tour of the old firehouse that's what the station is built out of and then we also have three portable trailers in the back and i remember chris lemke i was a student he was giving me a tour and he said in two years we will have a new building (laughs) that was 20 years ago so (laughs) it has been a long time coming you know, trying to think of some memories, there have been a lot of really amazing people who have gone through the halls of this building. Two of my favorite interviews, one, Bob Goff was here once upon a time. And remember the Duggars from 19 Kids and County? Oh, yeah. yeah. They actually stopped by once. So that's, you know, kind of interesting. Super. But my story is 2004. And I remember this because I was pregnant with my daughter, Caitlin, and she is almost 16. I used to work really early morning hours so I could be home with my son in the afternoon and the building smelled weird when I came in. And that's kind of a thing for this building. Like it's not, it's not something that's unusual, but it was very like, Oh, it smells like gas. Like something's going on here. Those of us who were here in the morning were like, I'll just work through it. We'll figure it out when we get here. And once the whole staff came in, it was like, there is a problem. Like it really is bad. It ended up, there was a gas leak. From the gas station next door and went underneath into the floor of the radio station somehow. And so it was like, hurry up offense, like get out. We have a candle if we have a cigarette. Not that that happens here, but we're going to have a major problem. So for several days, we had to broadcast out of the Ganey Conference Center which is where we usually do share but it's mm. one thing to do a share or a days of giving there. It's another thing to do everything there. Yeah. And so it was really chaotic. And then my kind of personal note with that story is since I was pregnant, I went in for just a normal checkup and at my doctor's appointment, they're like, we can't find the baby's heartbeat. <gasps> and I thought, Ooh. okay, this probably has something to do with the other thing. And Whoa. I had my toddler with me too. And they're like, can you call your mom, have her take him and go and get an ultrasound? It's like, okay. You know, so it was very like, hurry up. We want to make sure everything's okay. Turned out as soon as we got in the ultrasound, she was fine. But it was just a scary moment. It was like, man, alive, being in that building would have caused problems. You know, that would have been really terrible, but you know, God protected her and she's great. And that's always the the big memory I have of this building was the not just broadcasting from remote locations and being chaotic and getting yelled at if we came back inside because we really <laughs> weren't supposed to, but just the 
the personal implications that could happen from that too. So, wow. Yeah. Hopefully we never have to deal with that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least the gas station's further away this time. Yeah. And I'm never going to have any more babies. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, what about you? Mine was a bit of a tragedy too. Um, but on a different scale, we were at a donor's house, friends of the station, and uh, had a nice dinner over there with, with the on-air staff. At about the end of the dinner, uh, it turns out that a tornado was coming this way and quick. Chris Lemke was there. He's like, head to the station. You got to go tell people what's going on. So I was there with my family, my wife, and I think two kids at the time. And, and so we headed out of there. We came to the station. Just a big sense of urgency. I think the weather was just mad you know, got to the station and it turns out the tornado was like heading right toward the station. So I was on the phone with Chris Lemke giving updates as he was getting them, sharing those with our listeners. But my family was ducked in the hallway. There's not a lot of places in this building where there's no. uh, not a window nearby. So, right. so we had them ducked in the hallway, just, just hoping that, you know, if a tornado came, they'd be safe. There's no basement here. So that was out of the questions. It's a really big deal. I think Steve, uh, yeah. you, you had like the hurricane right behind you as yeah. you were coming this way. Uh, so just a, just a big sense of urgency, but we were able to uh, get out of the tornado's path and it didn't come this way this close. Right. Uh, just relaying all that information to our listeners, letting them know what was going on. But in the background, I got my family ducking uh, in the hallway oh. over here, just trying to trying to be safe and stay away from the storm. So, do we know uh, where the tornado shelter is in the new building? The do we lead? have one oh, built? I don't in? know about the new building, but in this building, it's right. the women's bathroom. Oh, so, okay. Okay. welcome everyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about it next time. But <laughs> no. yeah, good story. Thanks for sharing, yeah. Tom. Yeah, yeah. Steve. Uh, well, for me, uh, I go back to. I think my first connection with WCSG was like 88 or 89. And since then, other than like the two and a half years we lived out of state, I've been connected with WCSG in one form or another. So I've got all kinds of stories. The time I fell asleep during a shift and missed a break and we were off the air. (laughs) That was great times. Uh, But uh, the story I think I will tell, uh, many of you have heard it uh, of my oldest son, Jake, who, by the way, as we're recording this today, today is his 26th birthday. birthday. But this goes back to when he was probably like two or three. And we had had an automation system that drove like mechanical uh, devices like reel to reel decks and and what they call cart decks. Uh, And we had transitioned to everything being computer based. So all of our music library and all of our spots and everything uh, was on a computer. And I was doing the afternoon show and my wife and Jake came to pick me up because it was getting toward the end of my show. And I remember Cal Olson, I'm pretty sure was the evening guy. And so he was just waiting for me to clear out of the control studio. And at the time, that automation system with all those computers were in a rack right in our main control studio. And Jake was fascinated with buttons oh, and no. lights mm. and uh, anything mechanical and <laughs> There was a, a computer tower right on his level, uh, <laughs> a big uh, red glowing button that was, of course, the power button of the computer. <laughs> so he just made a beeline for that thing, went boink, and took um, us off the air. You know, this is probably mid-90s, how long it used to take a Windows computer to, like, boot up especially if it hadn't been like shut down correctly. So we were off the air. We didn't, I don't think we had like a backup system that I was aware of. And Cal, of course, was frustrated because it was right at the beginning of his shift, you know, so, you know, so everybody's scrambling and um, Kelly just discreetly 
got Jake <laughs> out of there as we were trying to figure out how to get the station back on the air at probably, you know, seven o'clock PM. So oh. that was my memory. of this <laughs> Very cool. Uh, well, for me, I have only had two radio jobs in general, both in Christian radio. I worked at another Christian radio station and back in 2010 uh, became music director for that station. And as I acquired that position, thought that it would be a great thing to try and bring the station I was at and WCSG together. And my way of doing that was befriending Amanda at the time. Uh, and so we formed friendship and over the couple of years got to know each other, see each other at events. And eventually what ended up happening was our friendship got to be known through the record industry as just being very unique. There are not many other markets where you have people from what could be viewed as competing radio stations working together. And it was just this really special thing. Well, back in 2014, I guess it'd be March, 2014, you guys had Stephen Curtis Chapman on the air and for whatever reason, invited me over so that I could have an interview for my other station, but do it here. And so that was my very first wow. time stepping into this building. I have a picture with myself uh, actually in the room that I'm recording in right now <laughs> with Stephen. And it was just very fascinating, but also very surreal to be in another station that I didn't work at. And it was just really nice to just see that unity kind of come together. And honestly, at that point, had no idea that before the end of the year, I would actually be working here. So mm. it was uh, a wow. handful of months later that I uh, took a job. And, and now I've been in this building, well, for six years. So yeah, hmm. that's my story. So Stephen really Curtis cool. Chapman brought us together. Who would have did? <laughs> and he's brought so many people together. It's true. He has. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think just answer. Well, it's time for another round of Don't Think, Just Answer. Me, Jeremy, and I, I don't know the proper grammar. We're tied. The morning show is tied at 19 <laughs> each. So it's up to Tom to beat us this time around. Okay. And since we're doing it through Zoom, you get 15 extra seconds. Nice. No pressure, but you okay. can hopefully answer your questions quickly. So okay, here we go. All right. Three, two, one. Go carts or batting cages? Go carts. Dollar Tree or Dollar General? Uh, Dollar General. <laughs> pet allergies or food allergies? Oh, pet allergies. <laughs> Gas grill or charcoal? Charcoal. Running or weightlifting? Uh, weightlifting. Frankenstein or Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein. I got dine, in or, dine in or take out? Uh, dine in. Segway scooter or hoverboard? Segway scooter. Hungry, hungry hippos or rock'em, sock'em robots? Hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> Money or free time? Oh, free time. Matthew West or Best Western? <laughs> oh, mm, Matthew West. <laughs> Starburst or Skittles? Ooh. Skittles. Tacos or pizza? Uh, tacos. John Wayne or Wayne Newton? <laughs> John Wayne. <laughs> Deep fryer or smoker? Smoker. Ooh. All right. Laundry or dishes? Uh, laundry. Wheel of Fortune or Price is Right? Mm, price is Right. Landscaping or remodeling? Oh, remodeling. All right. Netflix or Disney Plus? Disney Plus. All right. Ooh. Got it in and right I am wire. glad we finished because right I got through all of my <laughs> questions. Disney I went... Plus of Hamilton, Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I went through six. 
So two, three, yeah, five, I think six, I did seven. Yeah, so, I did six also. So it's six and six is twelve, and then seven is nineteen. Three-way tie. Three oh, tie. Yeah. Wow! Wow! All right, Good we have job. to have a, some sort of tiebreaker tie at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry, hungry hippos, perhaps, or rock and sock em robots. <laughs> I do go. have a rock em sock em robots. I'll do you really? Do you, yeah. Do you feel <laughs> like you get it to work okay? I always feel like it gets all one robot's up. always stronger than the other. Yeah. <laughs> mm. The red one is you, you have a lot of difficulty getting his head down, it, just the lightest touch, and it just <laughs> pops right up. It pops time. up. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Okay, time to see if we can stump each other with two truths and a lie. Steve, you get to go first. Go ahead, brother. Okay, this is my two truths and a lie moving edition because WCSG is moving to a new home. Uh, Now, the following um, information uh, came from statistics based on a 2016 study. So just full disclosure. Oh, man, I studied 2018. I know. (laughs) Okay, Uh, but here they are. Try to figure out which one of these is untrue. Luanda. Angola is currently the most expensive city in the world to move to, followed by New York City and San Francisco. Secondly, household moves typically include about 13,000 pounds of worth of stuff. And finally, Americans believe that moving is the third most stressful life event after mm. a death in the family and divorce. Oh, wow. I, I think that. that one is true. Yeah, okay. I believe that. Big yeah. time. I'm going to say the second one is a fib because I feel like we have more than 13,000 pounds worth of stuff. Mm, More than 13,000 pounds. See, I didn't think it was as much as 13,000. That's why I think the second one is a lie. All right, Jeremy. I'm going to go with the second one. I have no idea why, but I just feel like (laughs) that one's incorrect. Okay. You are all right. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, except Tom's right on the reason. Amanda is mm. wrong on the reason. It's uh, half of that. It's actually 6,500 pounds. Okay. <laughs> gets moved That's in the Still a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how many pounds does this radio station have? I, I feel like everything is heavy. Yeah. 13,000 yeah. pounds. We have more. So much um, more. All, all right. Thing. Good job, everybody. Good job, Steve. I can go next. Okay. Uh, Steve mentioned it earlier. I think, no, Tom did with Disney Plus. Hamilton. Mine is Hamilton related because (laughs) so I saw Hamilton back in January, kind of obsessed with it. And Steve, you're kind of obsessed with it as well. And so Jeremy (laughs) is obsessed with us to stop singing the songs because he hasn't seen it yet. I just haven't learned it. So I feel very like it's like an inside joke that I'm definitely Mm. not a part of. But you will be because it's coming to Disney Plus on July 3rd. I asked him if he thought it would be helpful if I went through like the whole music soundtrack and wrote down major plot points. So as he watches it, he'll know what's actually going on. Because I feel like I saw the musical and I kind of had a decent idea. And then when you listen to the soundtrack over and over and over, it's like, okay, now I really get what's happening here. So anyway, two truths and a lie, Hamilton edition. Here we go. In 2016, Hamilton set the record for the most Tony nominations for a musical with 14. It would go on to win 11, including Best Musical, just one short of the record of 12 wins Mm. that the producers got, Okay. okay, in a different year. Next one. In 2015, the U.S. Treasury announced plans to replace Alexander Hamilton from the $10 bill with a noteworthy American woman. However, due to the big success of the musical and revitalized interest in Alexander Hamilton, the Treasury decided to change it to the $20 bill instead. So Hamilton will remain on the 10 while Harriet Tubman replaces Andrew Jackson 
on the 20 unless a super popular Jackson musical comes out and then they got to figure out a new plan. Did they do it to Michael Jackson music. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one, Hamilton wasn't the first Broadway musical about an American historical figure that used contemporary music. Hamilton uses rap and hip hop. There was also one five years before Hamilton came out on Broadway called Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. And that traces the life of the seventh president. And it was music inspired by emo rock. Wow. <laughs> no. Wow. No, wow, wow. No. I really, I really want that one to be true. Yeah, I really kind of do. So my issue is I feel like the first one, the spirit of it is true, but there's a lot of numbers in there. Right. Like there were a lot of statistics and I feel like you could have switched uh, one or two of those numbers. Um, so for that reason, I'm going with that one. Okay. I'm going to go with the $20 bill one because you said that Andrew Jackson was going to be replaced unless there was a Jackson musical, but then your third one was about a Jackson musical. Am I understanding correctly? That was confusing. I agree. Yeah, you're right. I didn't, I didn't. Wait, wait, it's bloody, bloody who? Andrew, Andrew Jackson. Jackson. Oh. So I think the second one is false. I'm going to go with the third one being false. It sounds too good to be true. Well, <laughs> it is not too good to be true. Bloody, bloody Andrew it? Jackson is actually a musical that was on Broadway. Stop it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And they did want to replace Hamilton with Harriet Tubman, but yeah. they have decided to do Andrew Jackson instead. Oh, no. Yep. Yep. So Steve is right. They weren't nominated for 14 Tonys. They got 11. They were nominated, they were nominated for, 16, for 16, not 14. Not 14. Got it. 14. So, okay. Good job, Steve. My Hamilton buff comes <laughs> through. All right, I'll go next. I've got a summer-themed two truths and a lie. And first one, here we go. Uh, the dog days of summer refers to the weeks between July 3rd and August 11th and is named after the fact that dogs become more lethargic during this time of the year due to the hotter temperatures. The Eiffel Tower grows in the summer. This historic structure is made of iron. The metal expands with the heat. And as a result, the Eiffel Tower can grow more than 15 centimeters or six inches for us U.S. Americans in the hotter weather. And finally, the ninth month of the year, September, is derived from the Latin word septem, which means seven. Three hmm. is the lie. Why would the ninth month be called seven? Because of the... Gregorian calendar. No, what was his name? I can't remember the guy. They changed the calendar at some point. So I think maybe September may have at one point been the seventh month. Okay. So what was the first one? Dog days of summer? Dog days of summer. Yep. I feel like mm. number one is the lie, not because of the dog, but because of the dates. Because of the you dates. Know, like, yeah, wiggled the dates a little bit. I mean, there's no dog lethargic on the 4th of July. <laughs> right? That's true. You gotta right. love the fireworks. Yeah. Okay. So uh, could you say the second one one more time? The Eiffel Tower grows in the summer. This historic structure is made of iron. Metal expands with heat. And as a result, the Eiffel Tower can grow more than 15 centimeters or six inches six in inches. hot weather. Hmm. So about half a foot. Right. That's hmm. a lot. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I'm going to go with the dog days of summer. I'm with Tom. I'm, I'm saying that dog days is a lie. You all are correct, but it has nothing to do with the dates. The dates are correct. Uh, the dog days of summer refers to the weeks between July 3rd and August 11th and is named after the dog star Sirius in the Canis major constellation. Ancient Greeks blamed Sirius for the hotter temperatures, the drought and discomfort and sickness that occurred 
during the summer. Drought, discomfort, (laughs) and sickness. I like summer. I don't usually have those problems. So there you go. I think that's where Apple's Siri gets her name from. I went with summer too, and and I had to quick on the fly change a couple of mine because you had a couple of the ones I had. Oh, oh no. goodness, you guys! <laughs> we do this on the fly here. This works. That's right. Okay, so uh, so here goes summer themed as well. One of the most stunning meteor showers of the year peaks in mid July. My second one, uh, the biggest bonfire ever, was fourteen stories tall. Stop. Yes, fourteen stories. And the third one, watermelon being one of summer's best summer treats, is actually not a fruit, but a vegetable. It belongs to the cucumber family. It grows on a vine like a cucumber. It does. Mm-hmm. But is a cucumber a fruit? Yeah. Oh. Like a zucchini. They have seeds. <laughs> the rule of thumb has always been if it has seeds, it's a fruit. That's why tomato is considered a fruit, because it has seeds. I'm going to go with hey. the second one is, is false. I feel like because you had to go on the fly because I took your answers. That, the that bonfire was story? Completely, yeah. Okay. 14 I, stories tall. I feel like once it's 14 stories tall, it's no longer a bonfire. It's something <laughs> else. Conflagration. Roasting marshmallows. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to say water, the watermelon one's a lie. Okay. Agreed. Okay. And you've got, okay. Actually, it was the first one. The most stunning meteor showers of the year peak. What? mid August. Mid-August. Stop it. Uh, So a watermelon Ah. is a vegetable? It's a vegetable, according to this. So eat your vegetables, folks. According to a study that happened in 2016. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you again for listening to WCSG Backstage. And each show, we close out with a deep cut. Jeremy, what'd you bring? Well, I couldn't help but not pick a song from this band. They've been one of my top favorites for years. Uh, back Bee in 2006, Gees. the Bee Gees. <laughs> yes. uh, no, uh, I don't think they're putting out anything new. Uh, but back in 2006, I heard uh, just the lovely tones and melodies coming over a cubicle wall. And <laughs> and that was my first introduction to Need to Breathe. Yeah. And they have a new album coming out at the end of August called Out of Body. And they've released a few singles from the album. Earlier this week, we had a chance to kind of get kind of an inside scoop on the album and hear some songs because they got some stuff coming to Christian radio for the first time in like three years. But one of the songs that they released also features a couple other singers that I've enjoyed over the years, Drew and Ellie Holcomb. Mm. Uh, The song is called Survival and it's a pretty clear cut message of just about a person with flaws and sin and just needing to rely strictly on Jesus for survival day in, day out. It's a great song, great, great tones and just features a couple people I really enjoy, so I couldn't help but share it. So I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Steve, and this is WCSG Backstage. I got the devil on my throat. I got blood on my hand. The ones that I love are in danger. I'm a fallen man. But I found me a river. And it washes me clean.
quickly I need you for my survival Got a lock on my soul But I'll never let you in Got the hounds of hell chasing My time's running thin But I found me a rhythm And it breaks down my Sometimes it's hard to just listen 